Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time to talk NFL with Sherez Soysa, head coach of New Zealand's national flag football team. G'day, Sherez. How are you? Hey, Ricardo. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Good. Uh, better than Lamar Jackson, I think. Uh, the Ravens had a real battle on their hands yesterday. They they beat the Broncos 10-9 eventually uh, to move to 8-4, and which was a good result. But it looks like Jackson is definitely going to miss next week with, uh, what is that, a knee injury? Yeah, it looks like a knee injury. And, and it's not just next week. You know, when you have a dynamic player like that, have a knee injury, that sort of takes away half his game as well. So... At least a week, but definitely hobbled for the rest of the season, mm. which is a bit of a shame. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a real shame. I mean, given how much um, the Baltimore offense relies on his dyn- dynamism, you know, I mean, he always keeps the uh, the defensive line guessing. They don't know whether he's going to throw, whether he's going to run, whether he's going to uh, shovel it. But, I mean, chances are he's going to be running a lot less. Yeah, and, you know, like I said, that's, that's a shame you really handicapped a, a huge part of their offense and, and you know I think um, their backup QB is not too bad and Tyler Huntley if they um, if they can re-sign him they sort of had him as you know their sort of Lamar Jackson in the wings their, their, their version B who sort of runs a similar game style um, but you know you can't really get the same thing um, and Lamar's a once in a generation type of player. Yeah, well, exactly, and the, I mean, they are top of the AFC North, the Ravens, but the Bengals are breathing right down their neck with an 8-4 and four record as well after they beat the Kansas City Chiefs yesterday, one that I've got to say I didn't see coming. Yeah, and look, I mean, the Bengals are one of, one of the, you know, one of my favourite teams from early in the off-season. I, I do think they are a team that sort of can take a while to get going. Um, they showed us that last year as well. Um, they, they, they you know, in, in the past, they have shown that if they can get hot close to the playoffs, Joe Burrow really is a player who can take them to the next level. So, you know, good to see them um, get a good win um, against the Chiefs. And, and I do think they'll be top of the division by the end of the season. Yeah, it was, I mean, the AFC North had a good day yesterday. The Steelers won, the Browns won as well. Everybody's everybody's winning at the AFC North. Um, and that makes uh, the AFC uh, pretty interesting, given that the Bills also played the Pats in the AFC East. Um, the Bills got up and won that one. They're 9-3 over the Dolphins, who are 8-4. Then the Jets are 7-5. The Pats now 6-6. Six six. Is that them done for a wildcard spot, do you think? Yeah, I think the Pats are probably out. Um, if anyone, it'll be the Jets, who are probably on the hot seat there, trying to get that last wildcard. They're sort of, you know, after a really strong start, they've been going in the wrong direction, and Mike White had, you know, a decent game, but um, I don't think they've got the firepower to get them through the rest of the season, to be honest. No. Uh, I mean, we talk about the Jets. They they ran the Vikings close yesterday, uh, 27-22, the final score, in Minnesota, which uh, was impressive from this Jets team. I mean, we've talked about it before, but, I mean, the Jets have really come from nowhere. I don't think preseason anybody was talking about these guys being anywhere near close. Yeah, I mean, look, the scoreline was a little bit closer than the game suggested um, yesterday, 27-22, whatever it was. It, I think, the, from memory, the Vikings put about 20 points before halftime, um, but the Jets sort of came, you know, uh, put up a good fourth quarter to come back into that. But, look, the, the reality is 
with the Jets season, things just you know they started well. They, they've got a they've got a reasonably good defense, um, but until they figure out their quarterback position, I don't really think they've got much of a chance of pushing on. Um, they've lost their star running back as well, so it's not like they've got you know an extremely reliable running game to rely on, and that's usually been the only way a team can cover up for not having the quarterback position well. Um, Mike White, you know, threw for a bunch of yards, but he, you know, still no touchdowns, a couple of perks, um, untimely ones of that as well. Uh, I do think that they've probably got an uphill battle on their hands. Uh, yesterday, we also saw um, the Philadelphia Eagles reassert their dominance. Uh, they do look really good at eleven and one over a Titans team who weren't the worst running around in the AFC. Uh, they're now seven and five, but thirty-five ten over the Titans. I mean, I thought the Eagles would would win, but not by twenty-five points. No, and look, I think Jalen Hurts' class just really shines through. Um, I think that was a big difference in that game. Um, you know, Ryan Tannehill and, and, and you know couldn't really match that. And when you get down that far, what you do is you take away a team that has a strong running game because you can't run your way back into, you know, a 25-point deficit. Um, what that does is that, you know, I think they limited Derrick Henry to 10 or so carries in the game. And, and for them, really, they want him 20-25-plus carries to be able to really be efficient so so that's that's one thing they struggle with they've, they've got to figure that out going forward um for them to play for titans to play their style their, their defense really needs to keep teams to much lower game scores uh we saw also the cowboys yesterday um from the, also nfc he's been another afc south team in the colts 54 19 not often you see a team crack 50 in the nfl the cowboys now nine and three behind the eagles at 11 and one and that nfc east I mean, is there a chance that we have all four teams postseason? Because with the Giants and the Commanders getting the tie yesterday, they still look both very good for the uh, for the wild card spots. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean that's uh, that, that's a tough division, isn't it? I mean, it used to be called the NFC least, yeah. um, just because none of those teams are sort of any good. But um, look, end of the day, I don't think the Giants and the Commanders are really at that level. I mean, they've, they've stuck away with a few wins here and there. Mm. Um, I do think you'll have, um, you know, the, the Eagles and the Cowboys in. Um, but when it's all said and done, I, you know, I'd be very surprised to see three of those teams. And I do think, well, sorry, all four of those teams. And I think there's a chance that there's a third team. Mm. Um, but right now, the challenge is, and sorry, just look across the division. Um, it's probably the, the, Seahawks, the real right? issue is how weak how weak the rest of the NFC is at the moment. Unfortunately, yes, yeah. it will. Seahawks are probably the other team that will be in contention there. Yeah, I mean, looking um, at it, uh, I mean, the NFC South. I know we've got another game today, uh, which we'll get to, which is the Saints against the Bucks. But I mean, the NFC South has become the NFC East of old, hasn't it? With you know the top team having a losing record, uh, and behind yeah. the Vikings and the NFC North, it's the you know the second teams, the the Lions at five and seven. So it really is pretty open um, for the NFC East to have a couple of representatives. Yeah, look, I mean, just just looking back at it, I, I didn't realize how week the rest of the division was. I thought Arizona had uh, probably a bit more of a sniff. But no, you're right. You probably could have all four teams, actually, uh, when it's all said and done. I mean, the Seattle Seahawks are probably the only team that can play spoilers there. Um, but yeah, it really shows how, um, you know, what you're probably seeing is how how much teams are influenced by draft classes as well. You know, the old, if you can't compete, you might as well, you know, have a good draft position. It's probably playing a little bit more of a role there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the... That uh, that team, the, I know we've mentioned the, the, the Seahawks before as well in previous chats, but that was a team that was supposed to be 
um, in the rebuild. And here they are running the 49ers close in the in the NFC uh, West. Ahead of the cards, as you mentioned, and the Rams. I mean, they were all teams that on paper at the beginning of the season we thought could potentially win that division, particularly the Rams, defending Super Bowl champions. Yeah, and look, I mean, um, they're also right now the second or the best offense in the NFC West, and I think the second or third best offense in the in the NFC if you go from purely a points for basis. But mm. you know, no one expected losing, um, you know, who uh, the quarterback in the off season, and yeah. and basically bringing in Geno Smith, who for all intents and purposes was really a journeyman, um, and and realistically a backup quarterback who's who's shown that you know there is. There is some talent there, and and being able to utilise a offensive scheme to 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 work with them. So, yeah, pleasant surprise, and it's been a, been a fun team to watch. Yeah, they have been a fun team. Um, they, they 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 always play some good football. Uh, I tell you, there's an interesting story. Um, that may have a knock-on effect here. Um, the Panthers are nowhere near uh, playoff contenders, um, and that's been shown by the, the fact they've released Baker Mayfield, who, you know, for a long time has been talked about as a guy who could become something. But he's been cut by the Panthers. Uh, I guess his career at 27 is uh, in a very much a sliding doors moment, could go either way. But, I mean, given where the Ravens are, um, even the, the 49ers, given that, that their injury problems at, at quarterback, I mean, is he a guy that could come in and make a difference between now and, and, and postseason? Yeah, I mean, look, I think his best opportunity is if he gets a gig with the 49ers. Um, they would suit his play style quite well in that, you know, the running game takes the bulk of the load and he's got to run that run the play-action passing game off that. In saying that, I don't know if the 49ers are going to move away from Brock Purdy, a quarterback who's, you know, um, someone they drafted and been in their system now for the entirety of the offseason. Gut feel is they, they probably either stay with Purdy or, or they or they look at one of the options in free agency. But I'm not sure that Baker Mayfield will be able to make a big difference if he goes there. It'll be great for Baker Mayfield. I'm not sure if it's great for the 49ers. Mm. All right, mate. Uh, let's have a look before we let you go at today's game between the Saints and the Bucks. I mean, uh, when you're talking Tom Brady, you obviously expect him to have a great offense, but actually they lag behind the uh, the Saints in terms of offense at the moment, even though the Saints are only 4-8. and eight. I mean, this could be a game that potentially torpedoes the Bucks, couldn't it? Yeah, and it's really surprising to see the Bucks having one of the worst offenses in the entirety of the NFC, um, and they've they've got by far one of the best defenses as well. So, you know, essentially what we needed was was for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to really help the defense out a bit more. And it's very surprising that they haven't been able to do that with with Tom Brady and what he's capable of. In saying that, I would not want to be the the team that has to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a wild card team in the playoffs, um, just because you know the talents there. They just got to put it together. Um, the Saints. You know, they've, they've got a bit of talent on that team as well. They're still figuring out a few things, but they're another team that can make a run. I do think this game will be make or break. Um, the two teams that I think realistically should be the two challenges for the, the lead in that conference and, and get to see that on Monday Night Football. Yeah, the Bucks are paying a buck fifty-one. Um, the all the values in the Saints at two forty-five, isn't it? I mean, that's where I I would look. I mean, you could even take the Saints plus three at a dollar ninety-two. Yeah, look, I mean, that's that's. I do think that's a lot of value there. I don't think the Buccaneers are worthy of being, you know, um, strong favourites in this one. Uh, I do think it's a bit more of a 50-50 game. Yeah, indeed. All right, good stuff, Shiraz. Thanks for coming on today, mate. Always good to chat NFL with you, mate. We'll catch up with you again soon, eh?
Nice one. Thanks, Ricardo. Go well, mate. Yeah, you too, bud. You too. Uh, Shiraz Soysa, the head coach of New Zealand's national flag football team, talking NFL.